Y ahora, uno para mis hermanos latinos en espacio exterior. Este es... Esta es Naro Podcastos uh, Wear Capes. We 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 bring you the podcast in in sap in. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you just said. Who me? Yeah, I have no oh, idea what that one, intro one, was. One for my Latino brothers in outer space: Cassie and Andor, Diego Luna. It's like it's like I was talking to my brother, and it's like we're like you know, and I'm like, yeah, this is so great. And he goes, you know why we like it, Andrew? Because he says Andy. You know why we like it, Andy? Because we identify with the Latino in space, like the guy in, in Picard that they took away. That's why we like him. And and Cassie and Andor has a white mom, right? And it's kind of like my so it's kind of like I'm like Cassie and Andor, and just ten years older than that dude, Diego Luna. That that's true. Anyway, before we anyway, hi, I'm T. This is Spade. Say hello, Spade. Hello, Spade. Spade and La Ciguapa herself, Ariani. Hello, it's me. That's me kind of talking like saying we have to do proper introductions when we start the podcast, like like real podcasts. For for the two new listeners we might get on this episode. We, we are very we thankful welcome, for in advance. We welcome our two new listeners. We are happy to have you here. We hope you continue to join us on these fun little little shows that we do. Absolutely. Like, uh, and then our, our 15 loyal listeners thing is <laughs> coming. Listen. <laughs> How many of those downloads we, do you think we, are us on we, all our different allowed, devices? I'm around 25, right? It's around 25 <laughs> solid. Even the, even, even the, 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 we've never gone below 25, right? No, it, it fluctuates. It fluctuates. It fluctuates wildly, wildly. But, yeah. Yeah. We'll get to 100 one day. We'll get to 100. I believe it. We, we did get to 100 one day. Nice. We were we, one, a couple of downloads our, our, were like 149 or something like that. Yeah. Our, our earlier episodes were uh, were pretty high. And then, you know, we let Ariani come on the podcast and I don't know what happened. Oh, sorry. Tanked. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, I'm all kidding. Right. I'm so kidding. Be, I'm totally kidding. No, no. no you're she not. makes the podcast better. <laughs> no, you make the podcast better. It would just be too two off-white dudes talking about it. I mean, that's like every single thing I look at on YouTube. It's like two like younger middle-aged guys. I'm middle middle-aged guy and Anthony is young, young middle-aged guy. I don't know just, what you're talking you know, about, T. Get, getting, getting upset about... You're young... Dude, middle-aged. How old are you right now? <laughs> I turned 40 this year. Yay! You turned, you turned 40 this year. Right, right. Just a, just a couple of times I missed his birthday. That means if you live to 80, that's half your life, dude. That's true. If that's half your life, that's middle <laughs> age. Well, anyway, I'm 51. Wait, 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 I pass middle age wait. because I, I, to be middle age, I have to live to 102. Guys, we have breaking news to discuss. All right, put something in here. Uh, uh, 3.0. There you go. You, got it. You, don't, you don't have to put anything in there, just let the podcast flow as is. <laughs> What is the breaking news? What is the breaking Ariane? news, Ariani? Um, breaking news is that uh, Deadpool three, Ryan Reynolds has some cow, somehow, some cow, uh, cash cow, Hugh Jackman <laughs> has come back and has agreed to play Wolverine again. She just called Ryan Reynolds a straight up heifer. 
<laughs> yeah. But listen, the the Ryan Reynolds thing with Deadpool that was no no secret, right? Everybody knew that right, was right, coming. Right. No, we knew Deadpool the, three was coming. That was been a, that's been in the works for a while. But they didn't right. do any info on that at D twenty three. No info on that at Comic Con, and I think it's because Why? they were because they were saving it for this cute little promo video. I think they didn't. They weren't. They, they didn't, didn't have, have Hugh Jackman locked up yet. They, they, they didn't have the Maybe details locked up. Maybe because he was also on Broadway doing The Music Man, and the show just got announced that it was going to close like two weeks ago. Well, how long has it been on? Good, good couple of months. I think that's not great I think, for. I think it restarted when all the Broadway shows came back. Oh, because it was a COVID yeah. casualty. I yeah, guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I mean, if you're listening to this, we're recording on Friday night. This is it's really not breaking news, quote unquote. This was right, announced right. a couple of days ago, but and by you know, the we time haven't this talked about it yet. comes out, it'll be like a the, month. The old. movie might be out already. <laughs> <laughs> but, but essentially, this is two years away, right? It's September 2024. They Which have a, a, an actual date. I I want to say like September, September 9th, 9th or something like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, this is a big deal. Uh, Wolverine's coming back. Obviously, they're not going to play coy with, with anything. He's they wouldn't do anything to upset fans again. They they need to bring back old faithful. I mean, the couple movies that that came out this phase weren't really that great. Thor, you know, Doctor Strange, The Eternals. I know a lot of those are getting raked over the coals. Um, even some of the Disney Plus stuff. I know people really aren't into She Hulk. I know T, you and I like it. Ariani is um, lukewarm on, on that. I think that's being kind. Again, that's my <laughs> words, not yours, Ariani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, it's a, it's the right move for Marvel. And w- with Secret Wars on the horizon, I mean, now's the time. Everything that you should have did in, in Multiverse of Madness, you got to do in, in Secret Wars and just well, bring everybody and everything in. The way I see it, I think it was inevitable that Hugh Jackman was going to be in Deadpool 3 just because there was that, there's been running jokes the last two movies about how huge of a Hugh Jackman fan Deadpool is. But that's what goes into my theory, and I'll probably be 100% wrong, but I think it's going to be Hugh Jack... I think there's going to be a point where Hugh Jackman is just himself. Right. You know, Because the joke is that he's a Hugh Jackman fan. Not a, and obviously, Deadpool is very meta. You know, he he called um, Josh Brolin Thanos to his face um, <laughs> in the last Deadpool right. movie. Right, so it's right, just like right. they're going to they are they're going to play all those jokes, you know. Right. And But there are dead um, Wolverine jokes in Deadpool, like not just Hugh Jackman stuff. Right. No, like I know the the beginning of the movie. He has a paperweight with Logan impaled right on on his desk. Like the, the same way he died in Logan at the, at the very end. Right, right, like right. They, they do things like that and, and acknowledge it for sure. So, so there's but, two ways they can go about doing this, right? I mean, tonally it's going to be the same, but it's a Disney film now. So I think maybe they're going to maybe pull back on some of the bluer jokes. Um, but, you know, not every third joke is a penis joke. You know what I mean? I kind of um, hope they um, don't backpedal on that. Like, if you're going to do Deadpool, you kind of have to go all out. Yeah, the the bars there, people are expecting it. And they're saying it's going to be an R-rated movie. Those movies, oh, they said on- it's R-rated. They said oh, yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. R-rated. Oh, they've, oh, okay. they've said it's going to be R-rated. Who knows if it'll have the Disney bumper 
in the beginning, it might just be Marvel by itself. That'll that that'll probably be the one thing that maybe when they release the movie, it can't have a Disney logo in the beginning. Do but Marvel movies have a I Disney say, logo? I don't in the think the Marvel movies have that. In the oh, beginning. really? I wasn't sure. I no, it's no, usually no, they don't. It's, it's just, just Marvel by flipping. A, it's just Marvel by well, itself. It's been like a a cold open, right? The last couple movies had a cold open, and then it goes right into like the oh the Marvel then, fanfare. Okay, then may, yeah, maybe you're right. Then okay, but. I don't think so there's I don't two think ways Disney could, proper has ever released a R-rated movie. So there's two ways they can go about doing it. They can actually try to make it like fit into the MCU kind of thing and make it like some kind of way canon or they just go and they but that would be restrictive and that would tone them down. Or they go completely off the hinges and not just have Hugh Jackman in it, but have Kevin Feige in it. Like Kevin Feige has been kidnapped or something like, like in that. the um, they, in like in Blazing Saddles where they, you know, break into the set. Right, right, right. <laughs> just like that. Just like that. I mean, th- I think that's exactly what the, the Blazing Saddles. Right. And they just and they just kind of and because he has his like time machine wristwatch um that he can bounce around time and and dimensions and things like that that uh he'll just start going and you know messing stuff up you know right i mean that that was basically the post credits in deadpool 2 right he you know running around fixing stuff but now t you've never seen the movies right i so i tried to start the first deadpool twice and i and i fall asleep when it starts getting deep into his relationship kind of things, like the part where they're just like, like really like diving deep into the, his kinky marriage or something like that. And I was just kind of like falling asleep and I tried twice and I just, I couldn't do it. And then, uh, uh, so I saw the beginning action sequence and everything like that. And then I saw a big chunk of the, third act of Deadpool 2 when he's like Deadpool's there like dying and he's just making jokes dying you know and I and I saw that so I've saw I've seen bits and pieces so I I understand the gist of it and I and I and I just watching it I know that like you don't really need to follow it for plot right I've said it before I would say like oh sorry go ahead speak no no good get her in get it I was gonna say like years ago not years ago last year when we did our Birds of Prey podcast, I remember I made a comment where I was just like, this movie is basically Deadpool 2. Like, it kind of took a lot of beats from that, but a lot of things do. Mandalorian kind of takes beats from Deadpool 2 because it's just like a tough person has to, you know, protect this kid from other people, from people who, who want to kill the kid. So it's like, All it's, right. it's so, tropey so, in that way. So I take offense. <laughs> I don't care um, <laughs> if you do, uh, because you know, you know, but you know what I mean. Like don't, you don't have to get they offended don't take by it. it from dead. I'm, I'm joking. I'm speaking hyperbolically. Yeah. I'm not actually offended. Okay, so. His words, not yours, Ariana. <laughs> so, 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 so it all comes from that's lone wolf and cub, right? But it's that's what I'm saying. It's so trope. Taking it from Deadpool, right? It's trope. There's the trope, but it was a trope created by Katsushiro Tomo. No, no, that's not him. I, that's I'm sorry. That's um, that's that was for Akira. Are you proud sorry, that you've proved me wrong now? 
No. <laughs> Thank you. No, but no, no, but I'm just saying. I'm All just right. saying. Anyway, um, Spade, your point now. <laughs> the first one, nothing was done like that before when it came out. So to see it in the movie theater was actually pretty fun with like a lot of people and everything. The second one, I think, is actually a better movie, but I don't know that I necessarily like it more um, because it relied on a lot of the same jokes from the first movie. But I think the second one has a better story, if that makes sense. I agree with so that. So what I was going to say, to, I was going to say to T, like, if I was you, I don't even know if I would watch the first one. I might just watch the second one and, and call it a day. Yeah, I agree with that. Because I think the first one, what made it so successful was the novelty of it. Right. Because it's just like superhero movies don't really do that. Don't really like, right, 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 don't right. really act that way at all. By the time the second one came around, it was like, OK, we've seen this song and dance before but they had to build a, an actual story around it you know right and part of the second movie when i saw it this was the first time i ever went to the movies by myself and i said you know i i took the day off of work and you know had some other things to do so i said i'm gonna go see the movie by myself i went and the the, the girl sitting next to me talked the whole movie and it wasn't like she was asking questions she was like distracting and annoying <laughs> and it like kind of ruined the movie for me so, and I and I haven't watched it since I saw it in the movie theater. Oh, lame. But this is Deadpool one or two. That was part two. Yeah. That was, that I was used part to. Two. I, I when I lived in Jersey City and I would take the train back to Jersey City. Sometimes I would just stay on and get off at uh, Newport. If I had really nothing, yeah, Pavonia Newport, and I would just walk into a movie like random movies. And I used to love love seeing um, movies by myself. It I was did just too. Such a, a, a gift to myself. When I worked at the airport, you know, I, I used to watch movies by myself. 2015, I watched so many movies. Cuz I used to yeah. go I used to go early cuz the parking lot for my job was next to Jersey Gardens. So I would okay, go right. I would go I would leave early in my uniform, go to Jersey Gardens, watch a movie. My shift did not start until 5 p.m. So I would watch a movie at like 1 or 2 in the afternoon. And by the time I got out, I would go to work. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. But, it's uh, a great thing. I'm just saying. It really go, is. Going, going to the movies for you. So it's like. It's oh, no. Like, I, I liked it. It was like a treat. Because you don't have to ne negotiate with people about what you're going to see. And what time. You know, right. You just right. go and you can you right. be at random. It's not like you're going to the yeah. end. But uh, no, I think it's a great, great idea. Um uh, Deadpool will be, I think Deadpool and, and, and Wolverine will be in, Hugh Jackman Wolverine will be in Secret Wars. Everybody um, wants the yellow suit. This is like a monkey's, monkey's Paul curl moment for me. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, put him in it. Who cares? No, I know. But here's the thing. Right? I've always said, I've always said I want him in the yellow suit because I don't like that line in the first X-Men movie. I hate that line. I hate that line so much. And what's going to happen is they're going to call back to it and they're going to smash cut. And it's just go it's going to be Wolverine going, uh, what do you expect? Yellow spandex. And it's going to smash cut to him in the yellow spandex. And I'm going to be like, this is what I've always wanted, but it I didn't want it in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> or or like Wolverine's in the back of the plane when he says it and then he's in the yellow spandex and it's just like, you know, they they, they there's... There's infinite possibilities. I with mean, this that's that's dead, a classic joke setup. You know, it's just like I, yeah, I'm yeah. never gonna do this, and then the next thing is just like I can't believe I'm doing this. Like that's right, that's right, classic. Right. <laughs> and, it, and if Marvel is good for anything these days, it's paying off stuff that's ten and fifteen years old at this point. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, you know that if if but, if uh, they pay off that joke, I'll be like, 
Cool. I called it. <laughs> anyway. Right. Anything else? I don't think so. I think it's time to get to the main event. Here's here's the issue. We have Game of Thrones. We have Rings of Power or Lord of the Rings. I'm just going to call the, the thing Lord of the Rings. We have Star Wars and we have Marvel going on all at the same time. And if you and if you were to tell my 13 year old mind that you're going to get a daily Star Wars, a weekly Star Wars show that, you know, and they and, and I explain how many different Star Wars, you know, things you'll say you get Marvel three, four times a year television show and plus movies you get you get Lord of the Rings. And then you get the show, but it's Dungeons and Dragons with boobies, and uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Is yeah, we, we got it. We got oh, it. I, 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 well, did, I was just looking at Ariani's facial reaction to that. I, my thirteen-year-old my mind would have exploded, but right now, there's so much content that it's like, um, so. But with all this intense content, and I'm happy. I'm not. You know, I guess I'm complaining, but I don't really hope I'm or I hope I'm not complaining. But, um, you know, one of them has to fall by the wayside. It's Lord of the Rings right now. Um, that's the one I can't keep up with. And and I'm kind of thinking about you, pushing you know that why? off. You know why? Because that's probably like the least risk of spoilers is that show. Because I haven't been I haven't heard a single spoiler and people are watching it. Definitely. But if somebody spoiled something for me in Rings of Power, I'd be like, I don't know what any of that means, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been watching it, but it's the same thing. Like, I have two episodes back that I was backed up on. So I watched one last, like, Saturday and Sunday or something like that. But I heard this week's episode that, that came out today is supposed to be really, really good. Like, it's got 10, 10 scores across the board, it seemed like, on, on a bunch of Lord of the, Lord sites. of the Rings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we'll get to Lord of the Rings. We'll get to Lord of the Rings. This is about... Is about Andor, but you know what? The the standout, the standout, and and you know, Game of Thrones is doing really, really well, and I'm excited to see it. But the standout right now is is Andor, um, and I am I am I, I'll let you guys talk now, but like I'm like really, really uh, overwhelmed by how good it is. Yeah, I mean, you your hype level for this show, I think, was. It was higher than anything else. I I, I think for ever. a year and a half since it was yeah. announced. It, it, yeah, it, I, outsh I, it outshadowed our hype. I did not get hype until that first trailer dropped, and I remember texting you guys and I said, "You guys are going to want to see this." And Spade was like, "I'm not watching it. I can't watch it because it's going to set. <laughs> it's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna give me expectations, and then and there those are going to be disappointed." I'm like, "Dude, no." watch the trailer i, I, I have a real you. beef with trailers lately i, I refuse to watch trailers <laughs> no. and previews and, and anything like that anymore i know no because, i know because that, all the marketing is the basically giving everything away yeah, yeah. Every, everything's gi giving everything away i could basically fill in all the beats but um no i i'm i'm really really liking this and, and i was you know unfairly judging it at first because i watched the first episode i thought it was really good you know because they dropped three on the first day and then I put the second one on and I kept falling asleep. And I'm like, guys, this second episode, is it's, it's not that good. I mean, I don't know what you are seeing in this. And I said, you know what? I'm going to give it another shot. So it came out Wednesday. I watched the first episode and then I tried getting through the second one. And like I said, I kept falling asleep. 
Thursday, I said, all right, I'm going to watch two and three now back to back. That second episode is great. That was on me for falling asleep. That had nothing to do with the, the quality of the episode. The episode after that was just as good. And then I think episode four that just came out, of, you know, two days ago is probably the best one in the series so yeah, far. Even better, even better. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I mean, it's, it's trending upward for me. And like Ariane said, my, my hype level w- was at all time low for this. I think it was just a letdown from Boba Fett and, and Obi-Wan in, in the end. But this is great. It it's really good. It's good. There wasn't e- there wasn't even a, a a fight scene no. in episode four. No, was there? everybody was just talking the whole time. It was just conversations, right. conversations the whole right. time. And you guys, it's no secret. I'm more hypercritical than the both of you put together, maybe. And I was definitely not excited for depends this. Depends on the context. Depends on the context. Sure. But yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Because I for, I like multiverse for, for, of madness more than both of you. It, it's true. It's no, but I'm saying it's it's true. You're more critical for Marvel and Star Wars than we are because I I give I give them big big passes sometimes that it's like I and I come in and I go I was entertained I enjoyed it it it, it, it parts that were like right right so par but right? I I tend to be more cynical especially because I definitely I. I was defending Boba Fett more, but like in hindsight and especially compared to Andor, I'm just like, okay, this it wasn't good. I definitely didn't like Obi-Wan a lot. I wasn't really looking forward to this. And then the first trailer really sold me, got me really looking forward to this. And then Well well, with, you know what it is about this, Ariani? It looks there's great. Stakes. There's, there's st- stakes. There's stakes. There's legit stakes Pot- happening. Potatoes, gravy. A side of greens. <laughs> it's it's all there. It's right. all there. It's very, Absolutely. It's just because even though we know what happens to Cassian Andor, and they straight up say it, Stellan Skarsgård, who is mwah, chef's kiss in this show. He is so good in this. I love his character. I love him. But he says in the fourth episode, he straight up says Cass- to Cassian, he was like, I know that you will die for this cause. And we know that. But... Right, Be- because we're meeting so many people and so many characters, it-, it kind of matters. Like what happens to them now? It's just like, oh, are these people going to get caught? Are they going to die? What's going to happen? And it's just like you see, like even like the settings in the background, you see all the people that just live in, in these right. towns. So, and it's so just like let's let's break God. this let's break this down because you went from a, a a number of really good important things that you let's cut that stake into a bunch of pieces and chew on each one individually. One, the characters are amazing. And it's not because there's some crazy new design or there's anything. They're Imperial officers. There's rebels, right? Or proto-rebels, right? But what happens is, is when we meet these characters, it's obvious filmmaking 101, but so many people don't follow it. It's, you know... um, that every scene has to forward the plot or reveal character. And when they're delivering the exposition, character is being revealed, you know? And then I, I go back and I compare it to the scene in the Justice League where they're standing around talking about how to bring back Superman or whatever, you know, doing the plan part, right? And then all these characters are just kind of standing around awkwardly and saying right? stuff that isn't true to character it's just them saying right, stuff right they're just filling they, you know, they he can, should say this part right and they're just telling each other things they already know right right and then 
let's go to that scene in the the uh, the the um, the space CIA. I forget the name of what they call them. The Imperials, um, the Imperial Secret Service, um, the intelligence agency. And what happens is people are sitting there awkwardly because they're all stiffs because that's their job and that's who they are. And then there's conflict within the that those expositional see because exposition is being given to us all the time but it's going through character and then we see all these little things going back and forth between the guy in charge from game of thrones uh you know hold on i have the i have the let me get the names uh correctly here you have the the, the new uh blonde imperial officer that we just met and then uh, the other Imperial officer, and, and they're like all in conflict and they all have needs in that scene and wants, and the other, they have two other people they're playing against to get what they want and need. What does the, what does the new blonde Imperial officer want? She wants to be, she wants to, to, to her career rise to skyrocket. Right, right, right. Right. She wants to rise in ranks. So Anton Lesser, who is in Game of Thrones, he is worried about budget and efficiency and getting things done on time. So he doesn't have time. And he's like every single word that comes out of his mouth is one, we're spending too much time and we're spending too much money. Right. And then the other guy wants to um, a Lieutenant Supervisor Belvin, Ben Bailey Smith. He was really good. And he um, uh, uh, he's, he's there the one going, that, no, no. that the girl she went to. Right. And like. He she, basically said no, and she goes, yeah. I'm going over your head. That, yeah. That's right, it. right, right, right. But you know okay. what's crazy? It's just like, this is just like watching like corporate, this is a corporate drama going on, right, basically. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yep. And it's so fascinating to see because it's not something that we ever get to see, like these inner workings of just like corporate nonsense. Even with the, um, with the, with the, with the with the, with the, <laughs> um, the officers in the first episode, the little, the, the, Century police guys. Oh my guys. gosh! Like they're they're that, right. that opening scene with um that opening scene with uh in the brothel. With, uh, yeah, uh, Cyril Carn. No, uh, Cyril Carn. He's the he's the young guy who was the corporate officer oh, this, who wanted the to, space Javert, yeah, as I call him. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's good. He is um, he's space Javert, <laughs> literally. Yeah. And, and Chief Hine, I it was Chief Hine, the uh, the guy he was talking to, and he was the, like, the, "Listen, the Irish, no, listen, the Scottish this guy. This doesn't mean right, right. This doesn't matter. These guys were no good. They did, had a big fall, and they were there hooking up with prostitutes. It's an accident. Let's Don't not deep into it, it yeah. because because it's going to mess things up, right? And he's like, and he's like, no, because and and then there's a part where Karn he thinks he's the good guy. You know, and it that and that idea that you know he thinks he's a good guy. I mean, I and, and it's it's real, and he's he's anal retentive. He's he's twisted. He's like whatever. The way those two talk to each other, we knew everything we needed to know about that character, and it was delivered through lines and two people in a scene with wants in conflict. And every scene does that. Every single scene, there's the people who are talking to each other are in some kind of conflict and they want something and it's filmmaking 101 but it, it yeah but you know what, even though, like that's common the thing. sense isn't it's, that common that's the thing you know? it's filmmaking 101 but it's i feel like it's been a long time since we've seen that in in one of these shows i feel like it's been a long time since we've seen this level right. of craft in the writing 
in the filmmaking, in the production design. Like, I feel like I'm just like, oh my God, this is what I've wanted for years. And I feel like it's what a lot of people have wanted for a long time. And it's just like, Andor's not getting a lot of hype that the other shows got as much because Andor's not really like a flashy character. But to me, I'm like, this is creatively one of the best things Star Wars I've seen in forever. And you know what? It's like the people who don't like it are like, yeah, you know, the acting is good and the script is good and all the things, you know, but is it really Star Wars? And I'm like, shut the... Cause like they have didn't, you they seen didn't that? I haven't seen like, any, like, there's, any reactions there's no like that. Light, there's no okay, lightsabers that have sparked up yet. That's, right, that's right. the thing. Those, I, that's there, what those types of people are looking for. There's less aliens and robots. I don't want to call out what do you mean? a YouTube the, channel. There's a great robot in the, in the first episode. I love him. <laughs> right, 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 right. But I mean... It's it's there's a, a very few aliens and that's the only robot really. Right. You know what I mean? He's a great robot and the but um yeah he's he's great. Um but what happens is and I'm gonna call out this this YouTube channel this guy Den of Nerds and I, I I listened I listened to it I mean I would watch it here and there because there were some interesting breakdowns he would do because he you know he really dug deep but you know there was this kind of toxicity that would come and rise out. And he he knew he had to tamp it down because he wanted an audience. But I had to I had to like stop following, and I had to just like don't recommend it because it would pop on my pop up on my feed because it would really come down to whenever every conversation he had about about Star Wars was about how terrible Kathleen Kennedy was. It really was the oh, underneath kind of thing, and, and and you know it was like. You know, I and I don't mind people in charge getting, you know, you know, being called out for the films, but this wasn't that. This was something beyond that. And and I and I and I and I stopped listening to it and I just said, Don't recommend this channel, blah, blah, blah. But then I kind of looked up, you know, I looked it up because it was just right when it happened and his came up first. And he was like, Yeah, you know, it's the cinematography and the production is all good and the acting's good. And he, but, you know, this isn't really my Star Wars and I'm not going to start watching so it's this like, anymore. He, he was and like, blah, blah, blah. people who, oh, sorry, who, 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 they don't, no, they don't like, they don't want to like it going in. So they're actively looking for a reason to not like it. That's the and, thing. Like, he, it says, right. like, oh, the, he was like, oh, the production design is good. Like, it's just like he, ha- he, ca- he can't admit that it looks bad or that it is bad, but he has to, like, find something he he's he's not he's not like me where he like he wist he's he stands with like you know what what kind of stuff he doesn't like like he's sure what he doesn't like you know yeah, he well, has so to anyway, find it on purpose yeah anyway this guy's a piece of bantha poodoo you know what i mean whatever like i don't this is a family show this is a family if show. you're listening um, we're sorry but you know <laughs> in the beep beep out bantha poodoo um but like but like this is such a great show that the people who don't like it kind of gotta like admit it's good, <laughs> you know. And they just, I'm just an asshole who doesn't like it. It's just, and and let's jump to the production value. Ariani, take this one because it's like I. Well, one of the big things that got me excited for the show was when it came out that Tony Gilroy, who is the writer, but I think he's also the producer and a creator. He said mm-hmm. that they did. Showrunner, yeah. He said they yeah. did not use the volume on this show, and but see, you I heard see on it. another podcast that they actually did. So I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I'm more so, likely to believe him if he said it. But you know what? Maybe he's saying it to like you know um, aspirationally. Yeah. you know what I mean. And saying there's very there's very little. 
you know, all the sets right. of things, but sometimes we because had to use to it. Me, there's a couple of shots that I was like, this is either the volume or a green screen. With, and the reason why I noticed it. The little kid, when he's looking over that giant cavern in like the, I think the second or third episode. When they do the flashback, well, yeah, well that, well right, that like, has that. That's not a live set. Obviously, right, that's right, a matte right, painting, right. right? So they had no, to. No, I do know. That, I'm sure right? they had to also. They had to supplement all sorts of things no, with like green screen no, or but, the volume, right? But I think yeah, you can tell they you scene, can tell they didn't rely on it. That's I think is the key difference. Right. They didn't they didn't rely right. on it, and I think that's why this show looks so good. And I don't. And the one thing that really like got me excited was like. In the first couple episodes, like, I forget the name of the planet that we start on. Uh, I, I don't remember all the names yeah. of all the planets. Yeah, yeah, yeah I but have to look at the Jedi There's Fallen so Order planet. If anybody ever played Jedi <laughs> Fallen Order, it's basically like that planet with the yeah, scrapping yeah. of the ships and everything. But I like, totally got those vibes. I said it yeah. to you guys, and then and then the next day there was an article about it. Um, the so, yeah, it's is, definitely it's the, there. It's the, actual, it's the actual planet? Yeah. I don't know if it's the planet from the game, but it, oh, okay. it looks exactly the same. Basically, it's like a giant, uh, you know, tri- shipyard um, well, f- used for scraps. What stood out to me is like we've talked a lot how like we can tell in certain like scenes or episodes where like this is definitely a COVID shoot because they have like four people in the scene standing at like far distances from each other. But in this show, like I see like there's like people in the town, like every extra is like so involved. I feel like it, it the the show feels so lived in and i think that that's production design that's character work that's with the extras like i'm just like i don't feel like this was like hindered by covid no but but this is also a type of setup where it should be smaller and more intimate right because you have luthan and andor on a ship and escaping right and then they're going to a planet and he tells you along the way there's only six other people you're number seven so you know already that it's going to be a small group that's going to go on this mission. But then the background scenes, there are people and things like that. And it just feels more lively, I guess, because like it was really noticeable. I thought in, in Boba Fett more than anything else. Yeah. No. Yeah. And you I know? and I can probably because Boba Fett was filmed. What, like before? Was it before there was a vaccine? That could be it. I mean, yeah, so, that's possible, too. So the planet, the main planet is Ferex. That's right, where that's Cassian Andor and his mom lives. Yes. I don't know if that's the one that's in the, the video game. Canari is that planet where the kids are there. And we'll talk about the kids too. Um, about like, because some people aren't really catching that, that they're ju- there were only kids because it, it took me a cu- couple of scenes in. I'm like, there's no adults here. Yeah. This is like that Star Trek episode. Um, and then- It's like Lord of um, the Flies. Lord of the Flies, or or uh, or uh, what was it? That that one Mad Max movie. Um, so Canari is that place where there was the mining accidents, um, and then Morlana One is the main the, the the opening planet with the that the the um, the corporate police, other than the the Imperial police, well, are in it. Canari is is Cassian Andor's home planet his real home, home planet. planet right and that's yeah, and that's yeah, the one planet, that like you know he planet. couldn't tell anybody that he was from that home planet because everybody's right. looking for a boy a, a man from canari and so right. the, uh his mom played by fiona shaw who's awesome he was she was just like freaking out like who did you say that you were from canari and he told bix um right right you right. know and so that put him in in danger but 
Bring back Bix. Bring back Bix. That's all I'm going to say. And then, and then there's a new planet that's not listed here that's, that is filmed in the Scottish Highlands and they have all the drone Al- shots Aldani. of the. Aldani that was the name of the episode. Aldani. That's, that's the, the name of the episode. Aldani. That's okay. the new, Aldani. That's a new planet right. created for this show. And then that's, right. that's Scottish Highlands, you know? It looks, and they it looks like have, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's the, the dam that, will, that they're talking about when they actually get there for real. That's an actual dam in, 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 in Scotland. Um, oh, cool! That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no doubt. And it, and it's just you, you, you could see that it's it's uh, built on set. So the kids, right? And everybody's like, we're confused with the kids. My understanding, and it's and it's not said textually. During the mining accident, all the adults died, and we don't really know the story behind. And they kind of that, messed that's up. That's what I said, get out of it. Is it an imperial? They said an imperial mining accident, yeah. but this is all the way back. Like right when it's in changing into the empire after the Galactic Republic. You know what's my theory on, the, on that? Since this is clearly yeah. a planet with indigenous people who speak an indigenous language, those adults that were killed in a mining accident were probably slaves. Slave labor. Yeah, yeah it was probably. slave labor. That's my opinion on that. And I told UT that I that they did with the flashbacks what you wanted to happen in Prey. Where it was just people speaking in indigenous right, right, language, right. no subtitles, but it was still left. You didn't up. need it. You didn't need it, but because it, it was left up to us to understand. Okay, this is Cassian. We we say his name. His his real name is what? Cask. It's some. It's similar Cassa. to Ca- Cassa. 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 It's like it's Cassa. Yeah, but- we see he has a sibling, his sister. The opening scene, he's looking for his sister. That right there is like a quick way to establish. Cassian Andor's I, wants right, and needs, right. but I don't think I don't think that Casa that Casa and Cassian are two separate names. It's just I thought it was just a short version. I think like I Andrew think it was Andy. It's like I think they they anglicized it. It's, you know, it's it's, it's Obi Obi Wan and Old Ben. <laughs> right. They anglicized yeah, his name. Said, you know, right. and no, probably, no one's gonna know. No one's gonna know. When, I thought when they thought he it. was Cassian, and they just the kids said Casa to each other. Yeah, you know, just like like baby talk. But um, and because they were all wearing these big, heavy mining the 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 the, the work the uniforms mining that were too big yeah. for them, they had to tie them with. So all the adults were probably slaughtered, you know, or died in the mines, or were slaughtered. And these kids, some kind of way, survived it. Um, I mean, uh, it could so, it could be a, an ethnic cleansing. Like, who right, knows? Right, like, right. but I I I. I love those flashbacks so much. Like Boba Fett had flashbacks and they were used so terribly and inefficient. And then this one is just like, wow, they didn't have, they, they didn't even, we didn't even understand what was being said. And we learned but I, so much. I, I, I liked the dances with Tuscan's part of, of Boba Fett. Of Boba that Fett was the best more flashback. Than the, more, more, more than the, more than the stuff that was happening in, Moss Espa, but yeah, no, but, but and then and the production value with with just understanding the original feeling of Star Wars that this great technology is old and in tatters and falling apart. Everything is dirty. Well, it's a, it's a LinkedIn universe. It's not a brand right, new right, right right. You're not you're not walking off the set with your ironed. No, but even iron, like the even you know the I mean? uh, your costumes, your costumes right out of the the costume right. shop, oh, but, right? But right. even the nice buildings with the um with the 
uh, as you called him, the space CIA, the space FBI, the intelligence. On on Coruscant. Right. The intelligence officers, like that all looks beautiful and gorgeous and shiny, but that's because it's on Coruscant. But then we see the officer, the officer that we're following, the space Javert, when he gets fired, he goes back to Coruscant, but he's going in like the lower levels of Coruscant. He's going to like the the, the ghetto of Coruscant, you know? So it's just like... (laughs) And the difference is palpable. Yeah. You know, right. And not just and not by having somebody go, hey, would you like to buy a death stick or something <laughs> like that? You know, neon signs. No, it's actually it's just an apartment block. Right. You know, farther down. And, you know, it looks like it's designed kind of to let light in as much as it could, you know, and it just was like it was just. See, um, I thought that was a volume shot for sure. With with the depth. No, and everything. I think they, I think I think maybe they just shot a green screen that. or something. What they what you can do is you you could track the the camera movement and then you could cut stuff out and it's probably an After Effects kind of thing that they actually shot at some kind of they the location scout this is, and this is just my opinion I don't know that this actually happened they went to some place that had like that kind of brutalist architectural look to it yeah and then. And then they just like copied and pasted and, it, and put in after depth or whatever. effects, just like, yeah, right. Just like, you know, um, I know you don't work too much in after effects, Anthony, but like, it's just like Photoshop, but we're moving the moving parts to it. So you could like layer that layer in it. Yeah, and you right. could just mask out the live parts and then just put the background in. So yes, there's special effects, you know, the, yes, there's it has CGI, to be. not like, everything, not everything can be practical. Right. I mean, because TIE right. Fighters are obviously not flying around Scotland. Right. I mean, right, that, that's right, not right, happening. Right, right. But the fact right, that it right, looks right. so seamless is what's so impressive about it. Because a right. lot of things, like, you know, like, um, T, you're better at, like, you know, scoping out, like, what doesn't work as far as visual effects. But even, like, you know, for someone like me who isn't as, like, good at, like, looking at that sort of stuff, I see some things and I'm just like, this looks bad. But it doesn't look as good as it can. And you can tell, like, they really tried to make this look as good as it can be. And even- yeah, I'm not thinking about the special effects when we're watching no. it. I'm not like, right? Yeah, it's like, like that's um, that's that's like one of like the last. Like, I don't care enough because like the story is so good, right? And even like, right, we, everything we else had, gets a pass, right? And we haven't had a lot of like big action set pieces except for the third episode. That shot where they're where they're they're riding the speeder bike. Over the the, uh, the, the like, farmland the, the kind of thing, patches, and, yeah. Oh All my the gosh, yeah, I, yeah. It's beautiful. I, I'm like, it's like, you know, that's that's like, it's showing something cool. Um, yeah, no, exactly what you're talking about because it, it looks like something that could really happen. Even though obviously speeders don't exist, tie fighters don't exist, all that stuff. But it in the the realm of the show that they're giving us, that looks like 100 percent real. And you could totally buy that they're they're flying through that. It was like a view from from a plane where you're looking over and then you look down, and you just see everything kind of in a square and rectangle, like all the farmland and stuff like that. And I thought it looked great. But, I, but even that, I don't need it to be hyper realistic. You know what I mean? Because I mean, I, my mind knows that that's not really happening. But I'm just saying the design of how beautiful that moment was and the camera shots, not it's realism. And it was really realistic in terms of the CG, the, the special effects really but, hit. But I think that it. actually but, goes hand in hand, what you're saying, right? Because right. You're it, tr- you, it immerses you into right. the, the shot, right? Like we're talking about the same shot from two different ways, but I think 
exactly what we're saying when you combine it is why we both think what we think, you know? How about um how about the the crew that's gonna pull the heist at the dam? I like those characters. We 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 only just met them and yet like we still we we we, we know a lot we about know them. a lot about them. We know we we don't know a lot, but we know enough about them. We know like th- what type of team this is supposed to be. We know that like they've been working at this for months. They don't like that Cassian was brought in at the last minute. They're right. they're you know, um, trying. I, I I what is it that they're stealing again? I don't even remember. Oh, they're stealing like the payroll. The the money. The payroll. They're gonna so, take all the money. That's, that's so wild to me. This is like it's it's, it's Ocean's Eleven. It's, in uh, space. I, well, I, I was gonna say Army of the Dead, Ariadne. They're, they're no, just gonna my, go steal the bank. They're gonna no, go steal the bank vault. My reference is cooler because Ocean's Eleven is awesome. <laughs> and, and you know what's beautiful about it is you understand because in the Imperial conversation that they're having you're wasting resources and money and that's the right? we've because heard the them Empire, talk about money we we don't hear right? about that too much and in star wars the only, don't, the only time they we don't hear say it's it's really good you know it's like they we need to do this because they're really worried about money they sh- they showed us no, that they're worried even about those money people, those people those like little workers talking about like oh well they're you know he's not going to give us a raise you know like it's just like little things like right, that every, like everybody's everybody's penny pitching basically yeah. is what is what it seems like no but it's just like this is like what real life conversations are like we talk about like you know when we work and it's just like oh i want to raise oh my boss they make so much money but they're not even good at their job and it's just like it's like so real it's too real in a way and it's just like it's so satisfying to see in like this high fantasy environment because we don't see it enough we don't see it enough so so our crew that's going to do the damn let's talk about how it's cousin cousin the crew cousin The crew of the Nebuchadnezzar in Ariane the Matrix. Ariane is making a face that that's uh, uh, the guy who plays Arvel. Um, his real name's Eben Moss Bachrock. He was on uh, the show The Bear. The Bear, oh, yeah. If, well, if anybody, yeah. If anybody watched, watched The Bear, I watched the first like episode and a half. He's the one that shoots the gun in the air in the first episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the bear's yeah, a good yeah. show. Go and watch that. We won't probably won't cover it, but you know, bear, it's a the really bear good is show. Definitely bear's worth, good. worth your time, yeah, for, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's and you, it's something. It's not a lot of episodes. You could binge it in a week. Uh, you know, it, it's it's what is it? Six episodes, seven episodes? Yeah, no, I, I watch in like two or three days, like right in a row. Good filmmaking, good it, filmmaking, good yeah, drama. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so first, it's like the young guy with the hat is the young guy in dead, the Nebuchadnezzar. Dead. out of here. He's he's not making it next episode. Evan Moss Backrack, Arvin Skeen. So right. Skeen, right? He's the cy- he's Pantaleon's cy- cypher character. Now, what's his name? Not Pantaleon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe Pantaleone from uh, Sopran- well, the Bandale- for, from yes, the Matrix. From, from everything. Sopranos, from every- the, the Matrix. I know, T's making a, re- a Matrix reference. Yeah. Memento. Yeah. yeah. So, so... I'm saying that he's them. He's going to betray them because it's a, it's it's a heist film. Somebody's going to betray. Somebody's going because they have yeah because they have somebody on the inside there. The Empire's going to have somebody on the inside on the I other th- side. I think it's too obvious that that it's going to be him because he just looks. He's got that look in his face that he's up to no good. I don't think anybody's going to betray anybody because I think that's too much of a trope. And and this show I think is going to go anti trope. I think I don't, I th- I don't I, think any of that's going to happen. My hope is that nobody betrays each other. I think that's what I hope. Um, but if I think anything, I, th- I think they have bigger things to deal with, bigger problems. Right. It, if anything, I think you might get one of those things where maybe him and and Cassie and Andor are butting heads, 
but when they when it comes down to the actual mission, he might like sacrifice himself so they can escape kind of thing. It's like in Top Gun with um with Rooster and and Hangman. That's going to be their dynamic. <laughs> but, the new yeah. the new the new Top Gun. Yeah. That's new gonna, Top Gun is phenomenal. Uh, uh, might be it, one of the top uh, 10 best movies of all time. Oh, that's really? that's pushing it, but it is very good. <laughs> It'll make you want to run through a brick wall after it's over. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, don't tell me. <laughs> no, I wanna, it's great. I'm, it's I, great. I, it I'm is really afraid great. of watching it now with, with all everybody's hyping it, you know. But Tom Cruise puts together a good movie. He only put one stinker that I saw over the last 20 years. Cocktail? War of the Worlds. World no, of World of Warcraft. Shut up. <laughs> no, it was, but see, even that was good storytelling. You know what I mean? It was okay. Um, uh, no, what was the what was the one where he the, the, he's like, not Jack Ryan, but Is he's it the just mummy? Like, it's oh, the mummy. Jack Reacher. No, Jack, Jack Reacher. Reacher. Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. But also like, the mummy. The mummy killed an entire franchise. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Rest yeah. in peace, the dark universe. <laughs> right. Um. But you know he normally he knows how to he knows how to make a film and he demands quality on the set. I know he's really hands on. He is no matter how you know crazy he is. Um, uh, uh, he he's uh he's really good with that stuff. All right, so um, so do we think that Vel Sartha, the 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 woman who's in charge of the um, the woman who's in charge of the team, the the heist team. Is that is that uh, Luthen's uh, daughter? Luthen's daughter, maybe. I, th- I think so. Like their dynamic that they had. I didn't even think of that until yeah. you guys just mentioned it. Yeah, because there's that one part where she's like, he's he's getting you know, so you got to do this, and she's banging the stick, and he's he goes, like, look, look at, at me. me when I'm talking to you, and I'm like, you know, like the wow. Joker in uh, in like, Dark Knight. How, 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 how are you going to talk to her like that? Like, but then I'm like, and, but then everybody is like. Yeah, that's probably everybody's that's probably emotions is. is like up to here, you know. Yeah. Um, and a couple, couple more scenes that let that are so poignantly good. One when Luthen goes in, and he 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 goes into his closet and he does his costume change. How wonderful was that? And then he tries to get into character a little bit. He does it with his hands, and I'm like, he does his goofy smile like. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, that was great. That was absolutely yep. great. And then Mon Mothma's scene with her husband. I mean, that felt like we gotta we gotta keep se- an eye out for him. He is the one that's gonna betray people. He's gonna yeah yeah. I think, I think so. so. He, he, I think, he's I think, the traitor. She, but Mon and I. You know, spoiler alert for everybody, but you know the content is out there. Um, Mon Mothma doesn't really get into. She is fine because we see her in, you know, Return of the Jedi. Um, but she's the one that makes the break with the Empire and she does it publicly. Right? She goes out and does a public break, and this happens in Star Wars Rebels. And then the Rebels team needs to grab her and get her out of there. I, I forget exactly what happens in the episode, but she comes out publicly. They grab her against, and get her out of there. That's yeah, what happens. They, she 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 pub- she publicly goes against the emperor and that's when it breaks you know so she's good you know um so she but you, you could i mean one mon mothma has always just been in star wars standing around a planning table and talking about the plans that they always did it well with her many bothans have died to get you this information and then in rogue one when they're talking to jin urso 
She hit it there. That was like really great. And we knew her character. But there's this kind of all of a sudden depth to her character. She turned into like a truly three-dimensional character with that scene with her husband. Uh, and that kind of dynamic between the two of them was just so – it was kind of like – that felt like a scene out of Succession, you know? Um, Love Succession. Uh, and, and it felt like a scene out of Succession. And, and then um, – and then uh, I mean that was just great. And then the scene in the back with Luthen and Mon Mothma in the back of the antique store – that was with probably one the, of my favorite scenes. Yeah. They were afraid of dying. They were afraid. They were they, they was, well, it was being like exposed really, and everything. Yeah. Right, right. But even right, still, yeah. like you can feel that fear. Even like like you know, like how we know we still know things in hindsight. We know things in hindsight. We know that Mon Mothma is you know all the stuff about Mon Mothma and what happens to her, but you can still feel how scared she is. And how she doesn't want that to happen. And we don't want that to happen, even though we know it's all going right, to be fine. Right. But that's how you create tension. That's how you create tension yeah. in a prequel. They're, they're doing what, and this is what I told you guys months ago. I said, if Andor can do what Better Call Saul does, where they take characters and they're able to build up everyone else around the main character that you're following. And there's not a lot of people around, but there are some seated in here and there. It's it'll be all right. Cause I mean, better call Saul is a masterclass in prequel storytelling. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think anything's done it better than that at, at this point. And Andor's following a lot of the same beats. It's almost like they watched the show. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you looked it up and half the people on that show are, are actually working on this show. Um, because they're, they're doing exactly what that show did. And you know, I'm invested, I'm interested and I want to know what's going to happen. And even though I know what's going to happen to to Cassie and Andor, I'm like, what's going to happen to everybody else? Like the, the brand new team that we just got, we don't know what's going to happen to them. You know, just Half because of, yeah, they, I mean, the people are going to drop. You know. Right, right, or or not. Right, maybe they're going to go right. off or and do not, the well. It's just like you know, thing. you do don't they, know. It's just like do they, they? It's the thing about heist movies. With heist movies, it's just like you know they're going to pull off the heist. It's more like it's like how do they pull off the heist? Like what's the, what's what's their plan? How does it go? How does it work? There's always a part where you think the plan is going wrong and it's just like, oh, shit, they've been caught. And then, no, that, that was, was part that of was the part plan of the plan all along, all along you know? Like, it's just <laughs> right. like, that's that's the genius of heist movies, you know? So it's just like, I'm super much looking forward. And, I, I, God, I just, I'm really happy about this show. Like, and I'm not happy a lot about a lot of things, but this this show made me happy. Well, but that's because you hate fun, Ariane. That, that's why. I don't. <laughs> listen, listen. You know, you know what I'm happy about? I'm happy that Ariane's on this show. That's what I'm happy about. Yay. I'm saying, no, I'm being, I'm being, that's heartfelt. Like, you know, no, you come on and you know, you, you challenge, you know, what's going on. Cause me, it would just be a love fest. Right, me and 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 so Tony Gilroy says, I demanded that there's not going to be any fan service. So in the in the name of fan service, who do we want to see show up in this in this uh and I'm going to pick people, only people because a lot of people could show up, but only people that it makes plot 
and universe sense that they are involved in what's going on on the table. All right, let we, me let me ask you this: what what time period Sa- is this? T- so yeah, we know Saw Gerrera. Yeah. So from my understanding, five am- years, five BBY before the Battle of Yavin. Right now, it's five years before the Battle of Yavin. That means star the first Star Wars movie. Okay. And they said, and they said that this is going to lead 20, right into the, Rogue One. The right twenty-four into, episodes. There's, two, right. there's there's twenty-four episodes. It, I, I'm going to be shocked if you could keep up the quality of this for twenty-four episodes. Um, um, that they will lead right up to it, right? But so you know what it feels like. To you? It feels like they're going to do because if you look at the first three episodes, that's like a mini movie, right? Mini movie. This heist. Is going to be, be three mi- episodes right. of mini you have movie. Your setup, right. You're going to have your heist, and then I think the next episode is going to be like the fallout, right? Yeah. And then right. it's going to be now it'll be we got the money. Where yeah. does it go from here, right? And then it'll, no, no, it'll no. be building up or the next mission. I think the end of, thing. I think the end of next episode is going to be right when the heist is starting. It's the build up and everything that's going wrong, and then they're going to just start, and they'll start with the the crystals falling from the sky. And then they're going to go, we got to go. That's how I think at the end of the next episode is going to be. See, I don't, anyway. I don't think there's enough here. I don't think there's enough time because the, the way Ocean's this episode 11 ended. is a two-hour movie, right? It is. But the way this episode ended, right? It it's sounded like, like they were going to go, gonna be, like going right. to start it. Yeah, but it's right. two days. They said it's in two no, days. No, no, so no. She said you got to learn this by morning. So right. essentially, but they said. so now it'll be them packing up and then I think it's going to be the actual heist. That's what I think is going to happen. Maybe, maybe. But I think it's going to take a few episodes for the. I mean, I don't know how they're going to pull this off. Like in terms, I don't know if the heist is going to be one episode. I don't know if it's going to be two or three. Like we don't know. Well, I imagine I think one big big heist. Yeah, big. I think I think they're going to stretch it out. Right. I think they're going to stretch it out, and they're going to leave it on a cliffhanger, like where everybody's in a lot of danger. But anyway, let's go back. Who okay. should be in there? All right. So the first, uh, 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 what's his, what's it, what's Baby Ice Cube's name? Oh, uh, O'Shea Jackson. Roken, Roken. O'Shea Jackson. Roken. O'Shea Jackson. Colin <laughs> Roken. Colin Roken. Right. I think that he will show up. They set him up in Obi Wan as one of the founders of the rebellion. Right. right. And I think he he's going to show up as his character. Now, I think is that's this one is thing. this taking place the same time as Obi Wan? You think? No, this is taking place approximately like a few years after. Because if right. it's five well, years before the Battle of Yavin, Leia is going to be a bit older than she was when we saw her in Obi Wan. All right, true, true. Right. Go, right. So, 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 how old? She was five. So five, five. and Luke and Leia. That was in, not a five-year-old five, girl. No, in no, no. She was like she was like nine or ten. Yeah. She was okay. nine or ten. So, so all right. So, so maybe she's like 15, 16 let, now. Yeah. Let's say Luke is twenty. Right in Star Wars, so Obi Wan is the halfway point, right? And that that means that you know Leia at this point would be like fifteen. Luke and Leia would be about fifteen years old, right? Somewhere around there, right? So so this is probably like five years after after Obi Wan. If Leia is okay. ten, well, my my point is that that means anyone that's in Obi Wan is fair game to come back if they want, right? Right? right, so like to your but, to your but, point, but, Roken. But, but, um, but who, who there? Right. right, he's the one that makes the most sense because it was kind of I like set up that he would be. Well, he Roken had the line the one that makes the most sense. It was a Terrence Howard. Right. Uh, next time, baby, 
you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> and then he um, they should bring Terrence Howard back for one scene in Secret <laughs> Wars just Wars. to Howard kill him off. Shows up again. <laughs> no, no, no. Don Cheadle's amazing. He's never gonna do um, it. So he's, uh, ne- um, he's never gonna do it. Another person who's an obvious is Jimmy Smith's right, which is an obvious thing because he. Um, and, 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 you know, Mon Mothma said some vague thing about, I want to bring somebody into the in. Fold. So there's right. a lot of, there's, so that's probably going to be somebody we already know. I would imagine that because, because the way they kind of set that up, it feels like it's going to be somebody we are, we already know. Um, um, K2SL that, is, is going to show up, I think. I love Alan Tudyk. He's great. And I love Rogue One. Rogue One, yeah, hands so down, good. I think is, uh, and this will start an argument, I think it's the best of the Disney Star Wars movies. Um, I, why would that start uh, an argument? That's fact. Because I think, you know, and... and, and <laughs> oh, Ariani's making don't, a face. Don't, don't, she's gonna, don't do it, She's going to say The don't Last Jedi, aren't you? You think The Last yeah, Jedi is better than Rogue yeah, One? She, you do? <laughs> yeah. But you know why? Because I have... I have little problems with Rogue One that kind of take me out of the story behind the scenes stuff. Also, who makes sense to show, and I don't think that, you know, is the 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 cast of um the the cast of um Rebels. The Rebels, which would be um uh Sindula, um Harrison Dula, yeah. Harrison Dula um uh uh i can't think of anybody's names i'm sorry hello well well she would be the only one it would be her or kane and jarris right because everybody else they they're not really oh they, they might be together i guess but, at this no point, but right? it's like five years i thought that right. yeah the no, no, first no, episode yeah. of rebels was five years before bby as well so right. we're talking ezra bridger we're talking about well, he, he um, won't show up i don't think because K2 he's going to be uh, the, right, the, the big reveal Chopper. is going to be whatever. Chaper, as they always say. <laughs> uh, well, he was in Rogue One. Yeah, just, Ch- you just know, Chopper was in Rogue One. Around. Chopper um, was in Rogue One, and so was the Ghost. Her ship, right. Harrison Dula's right. ship, and they called her out on the on the on the speakers. Right, they called. They were like, General Sindula, please report to the you know principal's office or whatever. Right, <laughs> exactly. Um. So so she she she. She should definitely be in there. Also, there's been speculation that the person she wants to bring in is um, Ahsoka Tano. She fits. Because Ahsoka Tano is fulcrum at this point where she's organizing the early rebellion as well. Right. So there's a lot of things. And, you know, and I think, you know, we, we always argue about fan service. And I think it fan service is a thing that, and I think, but fan service becomes in execution. There's two things to fan service to not make it fan service. One, does it make sense in the story? Right? Does it make sense in the story? Does that person need to be there? If you you don't have to put the same people all the time, like Ariani always says, it makes the universe feel smaller, and that's true, and it does. But then there's sometimes where you you really should have. You got to put that person in there because that's the person who would be there at that point. And, and you right? have a connection already, so it it raises right, the, right, the stakes, right? As we always like know, to say. 
you know what's you know what's the fan service that I like that they've done so far is in the shop where that Luthen runs. You see, apparently there's a bunch of artifacts, really deep cut artifacts that I obviously have never heard of until I watched the Easter egg video that explained them all to me. And those are super duper deep cuts that are put there by production design that are very well done. Yeah, I mean, those are that's more Easter eggs than, than, than anything else. But like, look, fan service, if you really want to get into it, the, the biggest one is in Rogue One with when Darth Vader shows up. Right. Right. Because like, he's, he's like that, immaterial to the plot. That that scene is awesome and it's insane and ridiculous, but cut that out and it doesn't change the movie. I'm not talking about the last scene with Darth Vader because I don't think that's fan service because the final scene, it's like he's going after those Death Star plans, right? That's what was happening. You know, I'm talking about when he goes to the, the hall and chops everybody up. That's the scene that I'm talking about. Right, right. I don't think that's fan service. I think the fan service part of it was the scene in the middle where um oh see i even forget when he's talking on the on the director when a director krennic goes to go to goes to his castle goes to darth vader's castle on mustafar and he's like he's like uh blah 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 don't choke on your own ambition uh you know but see that scene i like more than the going down the hallway chopping people up scene is it awesome yes but i also i have problems with that scene because i think it's kind of like the ground zero in terms of like what people expect from fan service. It's just like, they, it can't all be Darth Vader chopping people up in the hallway. To contradict what I just said when I explained that, I love that scene. I think it's awesome. And I'm a fan. Service me. I say that all the time. <laughs> like, I don't care about fan service. Do it. Go for it. Take the swings. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. I mean, like I said, I it, like I said, I agree it's awesome. But like you said, you cut it out the movie, nothing changes. So it did it, it did nothing for me. And then and then I think it also put a bar, an unrealistic bar as far as fan service goes, because now people all want something at that level. And it possi- it can't possibly meet that level at all times. So so it could be like so Luke coming in at the end of the last season of Mandalorian is fan service, but. There's no other place for, I mean, they set it up in the thing. They're going and talking to somebody who's going to train him. It's only Luke at that point. Yeah, but then they went, then he trained him for one episode in Boba Fett. And then he said, "Mm, no, bye. Right. (laughs) It's like they did all that for nothing. They walked it back really quickly. (laughs) And whoever, and then whoever jumps in, you know, anybody who didn't watch Boba Fett and that was going to watch Mandalorian, that's the biggest problem. Right, right. You know? That's the biggest problem is because now Boba Fett is required viewing for people who want to know what is the what happened between the end of season two and season three. And it's just like it's not fair to do that, to put people through that show. This is what I think. This is what I think happened. What happened is is Mandalorian was going to be it. Pedro Pascal didn't lock down his contract and there was a contract dispute. And they and and, and the, the the end of end of the second season of of Boba Fett. Well, I mean of, but, of Mandalorian. But it, it's true though. What he's right, saying is right, true. I think. Right. But they, they they needed to bring it to somewhere where it could end. We're losing you know, the plot were though. All we're the losing the plot because now we're 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 going off the rails talking about other things. But so so back to Andor. I would like 
to not get the music swells and then Luke takes his hoodie off and then all of a sudden you see, you know, um, these characters, we don't, we don't need, we don't need that. But I think that I would like to see some connectivity a little bit more to the universe, not through the whole thing, but like, and not just say, oh, hi, I'm Harrison Dula. It like, be like, he needs to go with Hera and Kanan to a thing, you know, as part of, uh, as, as part of the people they're going to, you know, that um that we see some of these people you know show up and um just not a lot well we got to see what happens with Saul Guerrero right 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 because we're going to see all of his team again all those cats from Rogue One in those in the in the in the all the alien costumes they're all they're all going to be back yeah oh wh- what about uh anyone from Solo showing up right um oh that's what I said um uh, Kira. Right? Not no, not Kira wouldn't be in it because she's in the underworld. Well, didn't John Favreau was in was in Solo, wasn't? Didn't he voice like the little alien guy? He did the voice, right? Yeah. Oh, I know. He's talking about um. What Woody Harrelson? Ke- no, from from Falcon and Winter Soldier. And Aaron from, Kellyman and Erin Kellyman. Because at the end of that, she's talking about starting. Um, she's talking about starting. Uh, starting a rebellion and you know resisting the empire because that's what she was. She was an early rebel cell. The 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 Phoenix crew on the Ghost, the rebel the rebels on the Ghost. Um, they were an early rebel cell where they were fighting individually on their different worlds. And what happens is they needed to start do- doing connecting these cells so they could work interconnectedly. And that's what that's where Fulcrum comes that's, in. That's where Fulcrum comes in, right? Fulcrum, who's um, uh, Ahsoka Tano. So they're going to say they, they will at least say, and it gives us another chance to see Warwick Davis because he was he was there with Aaron Kellyman, and he could have some actual lines and stuff. Well, like he's back that. in the so Disney family look. again, right? Because Willow, Willow's coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're doing Willow. Um, I mean, so far this show is strong enough that. They haven't had to, you know, bring in whatever familiar things we might have. I think maybe stuff from Rebels would probably make the most sense um, from what I'm hearing you guys saying. I don't know any of these characters. So that's something that for me would be like, great. I don't know who these people are. So you should watch Rebels. I, you should watch all of Clone Wars and 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 go through. I Rebels have so many things to watch that you would not I believe. Know. Yeah, we, we <laughs> know we're, we're swimming in the it. content pool as, as well. Right, right. But I mean, it's uh, um, there's a lot of good there's a lot of good Star Wars content in there. Not all of it, because there's some like uh, there's some clunkers. But like. Um, are we um, gonna do multiple parts to Andor? Because we've talked about the first four episodes. Are we gonna talk about we do, like we do whatever we, we want on this show, you know, on this or? podcast? We we do whatever we want. Right, right. You know. No, yeah, I know, but it's about, just like we could talk about Shazam you right mean now, Black whether Adam. we should see it or not. You mean Black In the Adam? Movie theater. <laughs> oh, right, Black whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll go I'll go to the theater for the show, but I mean, like, can we hang out and have a? Can we can we eat and have a beer afterwards? I'm I'm in if that's the case. Right. No, 
that's why that's why I like going to the movies with you guys so we can like hang out and L- talk. Listen, like we don't need to we don't need to see that that the opening drops. Listen, here it is. I will watch it if together if you guys figure out when it plays in South Orange here and like I yeah because i don't home. i'm tired of going to clifton and having my ass hurt after the i don't know what seat you're sitting in but that <laughs> sounds like a good time to me follow us on twitter and instagram at not all pods visit us on our website at not all and send us an email not all pods at gmail.com also subscribe and listen to us on itunes spotify stitcher and google play not All Podcasts Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production. This issue was edited by Andre 3.0 Marks.